0: Welcome to Business Talk, Sister Gawk. I'm Becca, and today's podcast episode title is How to Prepare Your Business for Investors. And this is actually a podcast part of a series that I am doing on the worth of a business. So if you missed the other episodes, how much is a business worth and what is a business valuation, you might wanna go back and check those out right before this one. Today with me, I am so excited to get into the, the other side of evaluating business worth is is the aspect of preparing for investors as a business owner who has value to bring. And with me today, I have Malcolm McCauley and I am so excited. He is the entrepreneur, business owner, serial entrepreneur actually, um, but owner of Lightspeed Lifts. And he's going to be telling me all about his process getting ready for investors. Thank you so much for being with me today.
1: Oh, happy to be with you. This will be interesting. I always like sharing the, sharing the story and then hearing others.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, obviously I do too, which is why I love doing this. So my first question for you is tell me a little bit about what you do, because I know you have a lot of things going on. Um, give me a little spiel about that.
1: Um, yeah, I'm a physical therapist by trade, I've been a physical therapist for 36 years the main goal of, of PT is all, almost always just improving somebody's mobility. And that's that's what I do day in and day out. Right now I've got my own practice in Duluth and probably see about eight to 10 people a day. About 24 years ago, I had a runner come into my clinic who, who had a neck injury. Mm. And it was enough, serious enough that he that he couldn't run. The pounding of running was too much. Basically healed up the neck injury, but he still couldn't run. Hmm. And when Dan couldn't run, he was going, literally going crazy. Uh, it is an addicting sport or activity, I guess. I think that's how people get their meditation, their calming. And mm-hmm. when Dan couldn't run, he was having... A lot of trouble with family and work and everything else out of desperation we uh rigged up a little traction device that i had heard about and seen but i couldn't afford one so we made our own out of a boat winch and uh cable running up and over a treadmill and a fish scale in the middle of it <laughs> and this is very uh, intuitive yeah, <laughs> yeah well you take what you uh, you take what you can yeah Mm-hmm. And, and with that, we were able to tension up the lift off about 25 to 30 pounds from Dan. And that was enough to relieve the pounding so that when he ran, uh, it didn't hurt his neck. And he hmm. looked over at me and said, wow, this is amazing. And a little bit later, after he used it a few times, he said, you know, this could even help regular runners to run faster and farther with fewer injuries. Hmm. And that started me on a journey looking for a good device that would be oh, easy to use, affordable, uh, comfortable, because everything on the market at that time was the opposite of that. Mm. It had been designed to help people who had had strokes or spinal cord injuries. And so it was a pretty uncomfortable. Uh, it was very expensive and it took up a lot of space in rehab centers. Mm-hmm. And as someone, myself, who worked in private practice, knowing that most PTs don't have a lot of space, money, or time, right.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I thought, well, geez, there's gotta be something. About 15 years later, there was, still wasn't. I looked at count, countless trade shows, magazines, and had a paradigm shift on how to design one to get the lift where I wanted it to be. And so in 2012, we, we brought out the first light speed lift and actually did a trade show in San Diego, sold a couple there, uh, being real excited when we sold our first one, actually over the internet. Mm. Uh, and that was, that was a big thing, trying to figure out how to ship this thing. Mm-hmm. So right now, you know, my, my job is still is treating patients on a daily basis helping them to move better. We have a gym associated with the clinic that I run where okay. we have four four or five light speed systems set up around treadmills. They support people while they're walking or running. So it can be used by someone that's coming off a surgical repair or mm-hmm. spinal cord injury or stroke or Parkinson's. And we also use it for athletes that want to improve their running form and their speed. Now it's a multi-purpose. And then we actually have the warehouse here. Uh, The system, the light speed system itself is manufactured in Duluth. Um, Soft goods are sewn up here and the metal fabrication is done. uh, Actually my company used to do a lot of work, still does a lot of work for Cirrus and the airline industry. So yeah, it's a busy, it's a busy little space, but Mm -hmm. it it makes it a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. Well, I think you answered my first two questions of why you started doing it and a little bit of how you do it. Um, And so one of the questions that I had and you kind of answered was the different stages of your business, but what stage are you in right now, as you have been looking back at here's where we've
1: been? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. So we've been officially open now for 10 years. That's a long and time. And <laughs> it just whooshes right by, you know, it's, <laughs> it's like it's like having kids, right? You, you can't believe all of a sudden you look at them and they're, how old are you? Jeez. <laughs> and, you know, in the early days, <clears throat> you know, I had taken my original design to a fabricator down the block and he'd been kind enough to put it together for me but it wasn't something that could be mass manufactured at all. And so after about a year of doing one or two at a time, we graduated into uh, working with a fabricator in Superior, Wisconsin. I've got a friend who is very good with CAD-CAM drawings. And so he and I worked out, you know, what we wanted the system to look like and what it would take to make it stable we probably remade that design. Oh, I don't know, seven or eight times over the last 10 years. Mm, okay. To Yeah. To get it to where we think it's, it's very solid. We make three different models depending on, oh, how much, how much force it needs to, to be able to absorb. Mm-hmm. Do they need a final safety device in it? for the last, I would say, year and a half, we've been very happy with the design. So that's nice to have that locked in. good design is pretty locked in. And so, you know, I don't ever know how to define the stage of a business, but we're at the stage now where I think we can, we can scale up the growth quite a bit. Um,
0: okay. Yeah.
1: And and that's, I know that the question we're going for now is, okay, so how do we go about that next, the next stage? Mm-hmm. So, so initially, I, I guess I put mine out for sale when it was really in more of a prototype stage. I know there's different ways of, of doing that. You can wait until you have it perfect, or you can put it out there and get people's reaction. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what I did was put it out there it worked even in its initial stage we've actually got one that's been that was one of the original prototypes that's being used by one of the best ultra marathon runners in the country in its original form still so it works but if i look at it it's it's a a pre-model a model Mm -hmm. compared compared to i guess what i think now is a pretty solid Buick model. It's not a Mercedes that we have yet, but it's (laughs) it's but it's darn good. Mm -hmm. And that's been a fun journey. I didn't pay attention enough to the aesthetics of the product. I just wanted it to work. But by golly, people want it to look good too. What's with that?
0: (laughs) Well, I I was looking at your website. I think you guys did a really good job with that too. So yeah. And I had a question with that because I know you had decided, well, I need to get more into sales and marketing. Um, what made you decide to hire an employee for that?
1: Again, original manufacturer said anybody can make something, it's selling it that's a challenge.
0: Ah, okay. Um,
1: I think I, like a lot of uh, people with ideas, assume that once you put up uh, an interesting video on Facebook or Instagram or have a website that people will just flock to you. Mm -hmm. But that old adage of make a better product, they'll build a path to your door doesn't tell you that you have to build a path and (laughs) put up street, put up streetlights, line it with cheese, um, keep on going out and coming up with new, new bait for it. So Trying to do all of that myself while I was still treating patients and and not having it's a whole separate skill set. Yeah, yes. And,
0: so the next mm-hmm. question with that is: so you kind of at this point where you realize, wow, I need investors to really make this to the next level. And what what sort of investors have you decided you need? Ones that can offer you knowledge and expertise for equity, or ones that can bring capital investment.
1: Good question. I, at first off, uh, probably five years ago, brought in uh, an investor who I really wanted for her marketing expertise. Mm -hmm. And so she was a straight, that was her equity, was to get the marketing going and offered her a share of the company for that. (laughs) and No real salary. I thought, okay, well, you grow the business. That's how you make your money. And, you know, for logical reasons, that didn't last long. She needed to actually have some income. The business wasn't growing quickly enough. And so we, uh, we parted ways, friends, but had to part ways to do that. Mm-hmm. Second investor then was someone that had more financial um, knowledge. She actually came in with a small capital investment, but then counting on her for for the business side of things more off. And although she brought the business part in, she again wanted a quicker return on investment. Mm -hmm. Uh, Her investment had allowed me to hire a sales marketing position, a family member who has great skills around that, but, you know, paying that marketing there's a lag between the time you put out your marketing and you get to that next stage. Mm-hmm. Well, the, uh, the financial person, so we cashed her out and we're really at the stage now where I need a significant, you know, I'm going to say, you know, four or $500,000 to really bump it up to the next level. Because like many people, I understand now that how much it costs to launch a significant marketing campaign Mm -hmm. that has enough product behind it and that has enough personnel behind it to really cover the country is what we're attempting to do here. So uh, I'm looking out, reaching out for angel investors.
0: Yeah. First
1: off, people that that have a... um, you know, my pitch is, you know, this is a three year time frame on return of investment. We think there's a lot of growth potential. Uh, we know there's a good profit margin within the product that we're making. We have built the base up, um, I guess, you know, through the early adopters to use one term, people that just get the idea and go, wow, that's a great idea, I'll do it into the next side that goes, well, show me enough other people that like it and then maybe I'll invest in it or mm-hmm. I'll buy buy the product. And we're really able now to sell into that second second group, second or third group really, mm. of people that are a little bit of doubters, but enough, I guess, influencers are, are now using the product that it's much easier to sell to them. We don't have to totally totally convince them. They can look at it and go, yeah, okay, we've got the money in the budget for this type of equipment. We know Lightspeed has proven itself It's being used by companies such as the University of Oregon, North Carolina State University. That's good enough for me as an athletic trainer at College of St. Scholastica to say, geez, this is what I ought to have. Mm-hmm. but it still costs a lot of money marketing. And um, <laughs> as, as I say, Coca-Cola and McDonald's keep on advertising, even though <laughs> everybody knows who they are, right?
0: Yeah. So what you said about a pitch deck, now what typically goes into a pitch deck normally what as you've been doing, preparing, what are things that you found other people were wanting to know and need to be in a pitch deck?
1: Yeah, great question. We, um, we got a lot of help from the Northeast Entrepreneur Fund and they connected me with a local um, person who knows quite a bit about that. He's done it with his own companies a couple of times. So first, first off is a basic pitch of what is the company and what is the product, what is the Lightspeed product, what's the problem that it solves, for a given market Mm -hmm. and the product that we sell is is something that supports people while they want to walk and run and improve their mobility the market is everybody in the world because everybody wants to move better but specifically it's a little smaller than that so defining the product defining the market demonstrating Um, how we make the product and how that's a scalable process. Mm, mm -hmm. Demonstrating or putting out what the expense is to produce that product and the sale price so that what's the the profit margin in there and then taking into account other expenses beyond the the raw product (coughs) fabrication such as marketing expense, personnel, office overhead, shipping, distribution, all the other incidentals that, that go into that and how that, how that relates to potential return of of investment for people that, that want to buy in. Mm -hmm. What, Yeah, what I'm told at this point in time is what people really believe in, especially angel investors, and we're going after a local group first off, is passion for the product. And I've got that. Yeah, (laughs) that's (laughs) good, right? I know, right? So, and we've got, we do have a 10 year track history. This isn't just a, Mm -hmm. a brand new out of the box. Our niche in the market is still a small niche because the way we make it uh, is, and it's a patented device, the way we make it is substantially different from every other body weight support device that is on the market and that has been on the market. So we're, we're unique in that, but that's why we have to uh, keep on selling to the market because realistically, I'm selling against a product that costs fifty to seventy-five thousand dollars and has significant uh, maintenance problems. Mm. When I when I go to them and say we make a product for three to five thousand dollars that's hundred percent reliable and you're going to be able to use this for ten years, they are skeptical at first.
0: Yeah, because so, it sounds too good to be true, right? <laughs>
1: too, too good to be true. So yeah, the question is, do we raise prices? <laughs> I don't think so. I, I think we just keep, my, my choice on that has been to, nope, we're going to keep on selling into it and people are going to get it. And we're going to be able to provide a better service for a wider swatch of the public that can benefit from it.
0: Yeah, well, and two key things I wanted to point out as, as um, listeners are tuning into this, if you missed it, one key thing that I think you said, Malcolm, that's really important that a lot of people don't think about in the pitch is you have to have the timeline of when that return on investment. And you have to say, this is how many years it's going to take for you to see that ROI. That's huge. And then the other thing that I think a lot of people miss and they're like, we're ready to pitch is that they don't have patented or intellectual property locked down and i think that's huge that you guys already have that ready to go um, because a lot of times when people go out to find angel investors it's like here's this but I don't have a patent on it well somebody can just grab it and go do it themselves right and so that's really valuable as especially with and then going back to the third thing i thought was valuable was that track record uh, that you have i mean there's not very many entrepreneurs that can say i've been pushing ahead on this for 10 years. That's something that builds trust, even in looking at at knowing that you're going to carry it forward, you know, Um, because that's a pretty flighty thing for a lot of entrepreneurs to start something and then quit and leave. (laughs) So those are really valuable key things I hope listeners pick up on. My next question for you is, as you've gotten ready to present to investors, how did you go about finding the ones that you wanna to pitch to?
1: Yeah, the first, the first group I'm using is, and this again is up in Northeast Minnesota. Uh, we're using a group out of uh, Apex, which is a business development headquarters up here. And there is a group of people that have gone to Apex, and said we're interested in growing business in northern Minnesota. So that's going to be my my second pitch. Okay. Really, pitch group. First pitch group was uh, an individual who has used the product and likes the product and would like to be involved in making it go further. And so I've raised basically a third of the money that I need just off two friends. Okay. And I want to broaden that out to uh, an outside group of investors, uh, knowing that I could come back to friends again, uh, but I will say that's a little less comfortable for me.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes complete sense. So my follow-up question to that is what are key things that have helped you get conversations started with those who could put you in front of angel investors?
1: Well, number one, I think having having a track record with a product mm. and being able to demonstrate that product. We have a physical location that people can come in and try it, or you know, being able to to show the the actual benefit of the product. Having a track record from sales over the years, and especially sales to some influential buyers, and you know, I think as you said, uh, the fact that I've been St- sticking with this thing for all these years and have been willing to put up with a slow growth should give people confidence.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. So I I want to acknowledge the time and effort you've been putting into this business over the last ten years. Like that's <laughs> impressive. Uh, when you invent something and going through that, making sure you get it all patented. Uh, what are some of the lessons you've learned from growing Lightspeed? lift. And with that, what would you recommend to somebody else who's looking to get ready for investors?
1: Um, well, think about it carefully because it's, it, it's going to take you longer to get it to a marketable form than, than you think. Mm. Uh, people, people do not rush out and buy it. I, I maybe had the luxury, or maybe it was a trap in that I kept on doing physical therapy, and Lightspeed Lift was a small part of my business. So I could use the Lightspeed and I was still making my main income from, from physical therapy itself. So it wasn't that I was betting the farm on, I've gotta get this out there or mm-hmm. uh, or we're not gonna be able to make the mortgage payment. So that's both a luxury and a curse, I think when I do spend more time on light speed, uh, with sales and design and reaching out for investors, the whole process moves a lot faster. Mm. And my marketing employee is a lot happier with me when I'm giving, uh-huh. when I'm giving a hundred, a hundred uh, percent, attention to it because we're able to, to move it that much more quickly. Uh, patent is a slow process. Uh, that's uh, like a three year kind of thing to, to get those approved patent pending, holds your place, but not very well. Mm. So, you know, decide if you really want a patent, because I did learn that if someone wants to come in and and just copy that patent, it's going to cost you a lot of money to fight that in court. So Mm -hmm. uh, it's a decision. I'm not, I would patent it again, but I'm not sure that it's worth much more than than anything else, because I recently spent a lot of money, you know, fighting with someone and then eventually licensed it to them. Anyway. Um, yeah, have a good product, be willing to go knock on doors, be willing to uh, listen to your customers. if they make suggestions to you, mm-hmm. we had to do that multiple times to improve the product. Um, it won't end up being in the form that you started with, it's going to evolve. Mm. And I think investors like that. You're not, you're not just locked in, this is my idea, this is the best idea. Uh, your customers are gonna help you evolve the idea. So change with it, listen to it, find a good team. I've been able to work with some very good uh, fabricators, designers, sewers. Uh, And I I try and treat those people uh, very respectfully because they're the key to the product.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's excellent advice. And thank you so much for being with me today. Uh, I have really enjoyed this conversation so far. My question for you is where can listeners find you?
1: Well, we're available on the the web at www.lightspeedlift.com. We have a physical location in Duluth, Minnesota, uh, within the Lightspeed Lift Movement Center or Achieve Physical Therapy. And you know, there we, we have units spread out amongst well all over the country, actually. The best way to find them really is to call us. Phone number for that is 218-481-7242. And we can usually hook you up with a location near you where you can try the device out for yourself.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. And I want to transition now into the Gawk portion. And I am super excited <laughs> about this because we were just talking about trade shows. And in the future, I'm going to be releasing some episodes on trade shows. So look for those someday. But uh, tell me about your experience exhibiting Lightspeed Lift.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Lightspeed Lift, the best way for us to show it is to, is to be able to demonstrate it. So to do that, you need a treadmill and you need, I need to bring the device. The device itself weighs a couple of hundred pounds. It does fold down into the size of a ski bag, but traveling with that, planes don't like to have you bring that on as carry-on luggage yeah. and tre- <laughs> treadmills are pretty impossible. So uh, typically it's amazing what you can fit in the back of a minivan but I load <laughs> load up load up the treadmill into a minivan and you know we'll drive whatever to Chicago to Denver I've been as far as as the west coast with it but then when you get to the exhibit hall not all of those places have loading docks and in, in fact many of them that are held at the smaller ones at hotels mm-hmm you kind of go in through the front. And so there you are rolling your treadmill into the, into the lobby of a hotel, asking the door person, well, where do, where's the physical therapy show or the, the uh, running show? Mm-hmm. And if, if they point to an elevator, <laughs> you kind of go, great. oh no, <laughs> great. That's exactly it. <laughs> and, and then they say, well, you take that elevator down one floor go out, go through the kitchen and then you have to take the other elevator up. And so there you are uh, running your treadmill through a kitchen as the cooks look at you, your wife, uh, who's along to help out at the show is, is kind of nodding her head way down. She doesn't necessarily want to be seen with a treadmill. In the I don't kitchen. know who
0: this is. Yeah, I know
1: exactly. Okay. So we, We've, we've seen the back end of, of many, a, many a hotel or exhibit space. Um, I, I envy people that get to walk into trade shows with just one little case. Uh, they go in, they pop up their exhibit, they sit in a chair and that's all they have uh, <laughs> because ours ours takes a few hours to set up once we get everything there. Um, mm-hmm. it, no, it's fun. Yeah, Be- yeah it, it's interesting. <laughs>
0: Well, and I'm sure once you've been through all those kitchens, you know if you want to eat there or not, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's a that's a good point. there are There are some places you probably don't want to know how that food gets out to your table.
0: <laughs> well, thank you so much for being with me today. I have really enjoyed this conversation. And if you are looking uh, for Malcolm's product, you should check out Lightspeed Lift. And I will see you next week. If you enjoyed this episode, give it a review on Spotify.